What are the biggest concerns for the Dallas Cowboys entering the 2022 season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited. We got a, a practice with the Chargers uh, a little bit later this afternoon. Uh, we're going to get some good information out of that. Uh, but we're marching closer and closer to uh, to real football. It's just around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for today, we're going to talk about the biggest concerns for the Cowboys, or at least our concerns for the Cowboys going into the 2022 season. And I've got a list, Landon, that I want you to either kind of agree with me, disagree with me, make me feel better, make me feel worse. Is, is that a, Is that okay? It sounds like our, our normal lives on Twitter. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right. My biggest concern for the Cowboys going into the season is the lack of depth on offense. I think last year they were able to overcome a lot during the regular season on both sides of the ball because they just had an incredible amount of depth, right? Michael Gallup got hurt in week one. Amari Cooper missed time. Uh, they had some offensive line injuries, but you know, Lyle Collins missed a ton of time. They slid Terrence Steele in there. He played fine. They were able to play Cedric Wilson. Uh, they were. I mean, they had. A, they just had more depth. I just don't see that from this team this year. When it really feels like, hey, if they have one stretch where Ceedee Lamb pulls a hamstring and he's out three games, they're gonna have a hard time generating points. Yeah, I, I think you know, offensive depth in general is is something that has been a concern, uh, you know, for a while. Uh, I you know I think that a, some of it will be mitigated by the fact that you're replacing some of those players with younger players, and and younger players tend to like not get nicked up or bruised or hurt as much. Obviously, fluke injuries, there's nothing you can do about about, uh, but it's still a, a, a strong concern. And I think part of the effort of getting younger is about making sure that you've developed the the bottom other part, bottom part of your roster so that, you know, you can kind of absorb injuries like that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know that we're, we kind of feel completely comfortable, obviously with, with everything that, that is, uh, you know, across the board on offense in, in the death positions. I think obviously offensive line is one spot where uh, we've got questions, especially at the tackle position, um, you know, wide receiver. It's interesting. Cause like, I feel like we've got depth. Like I feel like if someone got injured, you have a, a viable replacement it just depends but, on who it is, right? But that's exactly. Yeah. That's it. Right. Like that's, that's more the issue is that it, it's, it's, you, it's harder to kind of replace the uh, catalyst of the offense. If, if one of the, you know, if, a, if a Schultz or a lamb went, were to get injured. So uh, I don't disagree uh, that I think that the, the offensive depth uh, is a concern. I think part of the reason that it's hard to mitigate that concern right now, or see uh, the, the positive side of, of what we're talking about is because it requires uh, further development by these younger sure. players. And, and that's kind of in progress as we're, we're talking right now. And I would also say, I think the Cowboys on paper, once they get Michael Gallup back, I think this can be a really good team. I do. I think when we get to December and let's say everybody's relatively healthy, 
I think this is a team that could make some noise in the NFC. It's just, what does it look like? You know, getting to that point, right? Because if you have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Schultz, and two good running backs, I think you can build an offense around that. It's everything before that. So I think the starters are fine. I think the offensive line starters are fine, right? Like, I think week one, when the Cowboys go in, cross their fingers, hopefully healthy, I expect the offensive line to be pretty good. But my concern is either tackle spots. Like I obviously Smith is way more important than Steele, but if Steele misses time, they're just they're they're in some trouble. Yeah, and that's kind of why I feel like I want to see I want the ball experiment at left tackle to stop, you know, because I felt like he played better football in training camp at right tackle. I felt like they're kind of trying to react to the idea that they don't necessarily have a uh, developmental plan at left tackle that's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they just need to put ball back on at right tackle, let him kind of concentrate on that, and maybe you can get him to a level at right tackle that you feel comfortable that if he needed to go in there for the rest of a game or something like that, sure. that you could do that. And then overall, the tackle situation we talked about. You know the 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 options that are out there. I think uh, you know. Yes, go to yesterday's podcast. We talked yeah. about a bunch of options. There, so there are options out there if if you have a long term injury. Um, I, I think a large part of the tackle issue with us as fandom in, in Cowboys fandom is that we just don't know what the plan is. You know, and they may have kind of a comprehensive org flow chart of what they do in case of injury, but. We don't know what that is, so uh, it's just the uncertainty that's that's the issue right now. Yeah, that's that's the uncertainty. I mean, the the set, guys six, seven, eight on the offensive line is what makes me nervous, and wide receiver two, three, and four kind of going into the season also make me nervous. I should also mention, like, I even think they had more depth at tight end last year because Blake Jarwin was healthy. I mean, he got hurt as the season went on, but you had Jarwin and Schultz now. I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Ferguson ends up being a better player or maybe Sean McEwen takes the next step. But I think we just had a little bit more certainty at the tight end position going into the season. That's all. I, I, I would say that I think you're right. Absolutely. Going into the season, I would say that the tight end room is probably better than it was at the end of last season. I would right? Like where, where you've, you've improved, you don't, maybe you're not better than where you had, where you were with Jarwin last year. Uh, but I think you're working on getting there. Uh, and I think that, you know, the, the other thing to talk about the depth real quick, just to kind of point this out, is that the thing that really kind of you have to be careful is this whole offense is based on the idea that uh, Kellen Moore wants to formation you to death. So if you if you start to lose, you know, other players to injury and that limits your ability to kind of go into a, a variety of formations. Correct. Uh, and then it kind of limits you to one, you know, just playing a lot of 11 personnel, you know, 20 personnel, or 12 personnel. Uh, that could also have its own issues if you're kind of limiting what the best part of what Kellen Moore does. So that's something else to keep in mind. It's almost the start of the NFL season, and if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why we highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for your NFL, NBA, and MLB leagues. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records. 
expert game analysis for building or for building your fantasy team for betting and impressing your friends. It's perfect for the preseason as you get player previews to help uh, win your fantasy draft. Take our advice, download the Elias game plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level NFL season. The NFL season was right around the corner. So don't wait, find the Elias game plan app in the app store or Google play store right now. All right, concern number two, Landon, is asking too much from rookies and second-year players. Um, I think it's good to have a young team. I do. I think uh, – I, I know the Rams last year won with an older roster, but if you look closely, they had a lot of young players have some big-time roles, especially on defense. My concern is that, man, they, they are asking a lot out of like a rookie left guard and maybe a second uh, – you know. A, a second round pick in Sam Williams. And I think Jalen Tolbert's going to have to be, you know, the number two receiver to start the season. And you're asking a lot, even out of Michael Parsons to basically become a generational pass rusher to help the defense. I, I'm just a little bit worried. There's not enough veteran leaders and veteran talent on this roster. Yeah. I think that this is kind of an older NFL thinking thing. You know, like I, I think this oh, is you're a, calling me a boomer. This yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, I've got like at least a decade on you, and I'm calling you an old man. Uh, yep. You know, I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think that that all that is incredibly important. I think the difference now is that you've got a 17 game, 16 game, 17 game. Sorry, 17 yep. game schedule. 18 weeks. You've, yep. 18 weeks, 17 game schedule. You, you've, you know, I think that the the concern that you have has a mirror opposite with veterans. Right. Like yes. when you rely too, too much on veterans yeah. by the end of the season, you, the guys that you're relying on are beat up because they've done yeah. this for years now. And, and you and you really, really need to rely on them then. And, and you can't. And I think the Cowboys general approach, it feels like this season and maybe even last season was they would rather take their lumps early. You know, they would rather. Uh, uh, go through the slings and arrows early with a young team, get them experience and with the idea that by the end of the season, those guys are well-seasoned vets. They, you know, they've, they've seen it. They've played through a large schedule uh, and, and they're, you know, because they're young, they're hopefully healthier to kind of get to the end. Now there is another side of that that says, Rookies have never played in a 60, 17 game schedule before. And they it's tend harder. to wear down a little they bit. They tend to wear down. Yep. I, you know, look, I think that, there is probably more long-term and short-term value in over-trusting your rookies, uh, simply because if when when they develop, when they hit, uh, and it works, uh, the 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 upside is enormous because suddenly you've got an experienced young uh, player who is only going to get better as they start to get more and more experience. I, I don't disagree that I think it's scary to kind of rely. Um, an over-reliance on younger players to a certain degree. But I do think that I, it's probably my preferred way as opposed to don't disagree, get, you know, getting, gathering a bunch. I I, I think you're, you're like, not like wrong. Tampa Bay. Like I think, I mean, Tampa Bay is a little bit unique because it's Tom Brady, but they are relying on a lot of older guys. Yeah. to stay healthy like Julio Jones now and Kyle Rudolph and Ryan Jensen, Ryan Jensen, <laughs> who already got hurt. I mean, that, yeah. That's a good example of Giovanni Bernard and Leonard Fournette, yep. like a lot of these older guys. For me, I, I'm just going to run through. These are all of the first and second year players 
that are probably going to have a big role for the Cowboys this year. Yeah, we mentioned yeah. Jalen Tolbert off the top, right? Um, Tyler Smith, I think, is going to start at left guard. I think Jake Ferguson, by the time we get to the start of the season, is probably going to be your tight end too, right? He'll definitely be taking you know rotational snaps at the very minimum as the tight end too. He'll okay. see snaps in game. For sure. Josh Ball is currently your swing tackle, and he has yet to take a snap in an NFL game. On defense, you've got Osa Odigizua, who played a lot last year, but still a second-year player. You've got Sam Williams. You've got Quinton Bohana. We'll see about John Ridgeway. And then on at the linebacker position, Micah Parsons, although he's a little bit unique. Jabril Cox played nine defensive snaps last year, and he might be one of your starting linebackers early on in the season. And then even corners like Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright and Deron Bland, like there, there's just a lot of youth on this team, and that's good. But, man, we've seen guys have sophomore slumps. We see them kind of hit rookie walls. It just makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can totally understand that. I think the thing that kind of we need to remember that hopefully will mitigate some of that nervousness is that a large portion of those people that you just mentioned are part of a rotation, even if they're starters. They're Especially part of heavy defense. rotation. Yeah, I mean, all, all the guys you mentioned on defense are all part of a rotation. None of those guys are necessarily – you know, Micah Parsons or, or, or curse or someone who's going to be playing every single snap, you know what I'm saying? So there is, there is a, a way to kind of mitigate that to kind of help those guys out a lot. Now on the offensive side of things, especially Tolbert, especially uh, with Smith, I think that there, there's, there is a concern, right? That, that that's a lot of that you're relying on. Um, and I think that, you know, they picked two guys who, you know, in Tyler Smith, you pick the guy that you feel like physically can play in the NFL right away. Like physically, mm-hmm. uh, from that sense, he's ready. He's strong enough. You're not having to wait a year to get him in the gym before you're ready to like have him be a useful part of your offense. It's about technique and learning on the go. With Tolbert, it's a, a guy who you know he played at a smaller school, but he had such a huge target share at his school that it's not like he isn't used to getting a lot of attention. He played against some larger co- competition. Those are still the two guys I would say I'm the most concerned about having to rely on because there isn't like a uh, a better option or a, like a, 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 a rotational to like kind of pull them out if they're struggling. You know, they need to perform early and, and kind of throughout the season. So those two spe- specific so- spots are obviously where I'm watching because of the nature of things. I think a lot of the other defensive guys, you're lucky because you have good, you have really good depth on your, on your defense and you can rotate these guys in. And, and if, you know, they're having a, a tough week this week or, or it's just not working for them, it, it, you know, it's, you can rotate Sam Williams out with, with uh, Fowler. You can, you can move uh, uh, Odigizua back and, and, and let sure. Gallimore take some more snaps. There's, there's ways to kind of adjust that. I think the offense, it's a little bit harder to hide. The, the good news for the Cowboys is, Every once in a while, these guys will take a leap or they'll take a step yeah. forward, right? Like, what if Jabril Cox takes the second year leap that Deion Jones did with Dan Quinn in Atlanta? Same school, right? Very similar yeah. prospects coming out. If he does that, all of a sudden you feel completely different about your defense. Or if Oso Digizua turns into a bona fide high end starter, like, I, there's a lot of upside here, but I could see where they get into big games against good opponents, how those guys might be a little bit more inconsistent you know, snap to snap game to game than some older veterans that you might know that are a little bit more battle tested. 
yeah, it's it's just a difficult balance, and that's part of you know personnel in the NFL, right? Is finding that balance of having the experience that you need, the reliability that you can get sometimes from with veteran players versus having the kind of upside and like uh, what's the most important ability availability, yes. you know? So, so yes. a lot of those younger players, it's a little bit easier for them to a little bit more reliable to stay on the field because they haven't accumulated the just vast number of injuries right. that veteran offensive veteran NFL players all get. All right. I want to tell you about bet online, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Landon, my last concern kicker and i know you hate talking about kickers but here's the reason why i am concerned as bad as the kicking situation was for the cowboys last year it didn't actually come back to to haunt them too much uh dallas won well they won 12 games last year right they were 12 and 5 only three of their wins came by one score or less and actually even in some of those wins like against the panthers they won by eight i mean they dominated that whole game it was Carolina scored some late touchdowns. Um, there was another game I'm trying, against Washington, right, where Washington, where Dallas was beating them all game long and back yep. through a pick six. But my concern is if they get into eight or nine of these close games, I just wonder if it's going to have to change the way the Cowboys play offense because they don't want games coming down to their kicker because they don't trust him at all. Yeah, I mean – I guess the question I would ask is, is that a playing style that we don't, that we want to discourage them from, you know, like, I mean, that's my, my whole thing with, with kickers is that obviously there's times when you need a kicker, you know, like when you're, I mean, obviously, obviously kickoffs, but there's obviously the times that you need to kick field goals. Obviously there's, there's times when you're in fourth and 24 or something and you're, you know, on the, on the 30 yard line, he's got to kick it. There are times when you're at the bot, the back end of the half or at the, at the end of the game, when you're trying to drive and a field goal will win it and you, and you've got no time left. There are definitely times that you need to uh, rely on your kicker. Having said that, it's hard to argue with the idea that this offense in general didn't play a ton better when they were going for it on fourth down a lot. You know, and 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 whether it was just the psychology of knowing that they had the extra down to play with, or it was that they felt confident, you know, enough in their offense to convert those situations more often than not, I just feel like the offense is obviously more efficient, more successful, the less they feel like they need to use the kicker. So I'm not suggesting that we, you know, cut the kicker out, cut the kicker out completely. But I, I, I think there's a balance there, right? It, there's a balance there that I think feel like it's shifting. And, and the more we've seen it shift, uh, sp- specifically with this team, the more I'm like wanting to see more forth going forward on fourth down, more opportunities to kind of continue the drives as opposed to, you know, taking I, I don't a disagree. chance with the kicker. My fear is this, right? Like 
Cowboys are down by six going into the last two minutes, and Dak has a great drive, leads them down to the field, and now it comes to kicking the extra point, and you don't trust your kicker at all to make the extra point. I mean, th- that's like a minimum situation, though, right? Like, I mean, like, you have to be able – like. I mean, I, I agree. You have to be able to make that kick. You got you got to be able to make field goals. I mean, but extra I, points. Like, but I, I mean, I don't know if the kicking situation right now gives you a lot of confidence that you know you can make those ones right. I mean, they should right, and it should be close to ninety eight to one hundred percent of the time. But it's just when you compare this team to some of the other really good teams in the NFL, whether it's Baltimore, even the Raiders, right? The Raiders had Daniel Carlson, or you know whoever the 49ers with Robbie Gold. Cowboys are just significantly behind those teams. And I wonder if it's going to end up costing them a game or two this season when their talent level is just as good as those, those other teams. Yeah. I, I guess the reason I'm not super concerned here is because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to get to a kicking level that is uh, not worrisome. I guess is the way possible, it, right? right? It's possible. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a solution out there for the Cowboys right now. I, you had a tweet a couple of weeks ago, naming <laughs> the free agent kickers. And then you added some fake names in there. That was kind of funny, but like there's, there's not an option for the Cowboys right now. It's not an issue of, Hey, Steven Jones just doesn't want to go spend the money. Yeah, on kicker. No. There's just not options out there. But for me, it's like, it, it is a comfort level thing, right? The 49ers feel great. Like, Hey, if this comes into a one score kicking battle. We're going to win this more often than not because we have Robbie gold. We felt that way with Dan Bailey back in 2014, 2015, 2016. It's just, but that's a great, but, but, but I will point out that when we had Dan Bailey, what happened? Our offense over relied on the fact that they had a kicker. We all complained about it. It's fair. We all were upset about. It. We we're all upset that they were. There's too many times when the Jason Garrett offense was, boom, 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 moving down the field. All right, time to set up that field goal, guys. Like they should stop over reliance on that. That's why I think Brett Maher, if he can figure this out, is kind of the right kind of kicker we need because. Mars issue has always been like, can he make a 45 yarder from the right hash? Right. And can the, he make the extra 30- point stuff, right? He missed a bunch of extra points, but like you get him beyond 50, he's got just as good a chance of anybody else, right? You gotta get him right with the extra with the short stuff. Like is, is if you gimmies, can get him right, right with, with the gimmies, I don't care about whether you can make a 45 yarder consistently against the win on the left hash. I don't want to kick a 45 yard field goal. I want to go for it if, for most of the time. Yeah. If you're made if, if it's a if it's hey we got to kick a 55-yard field goal with two seconds left to go in the half. I feel confident that Mars is good about about as good as anybody at making that kind of kick, right? So that's why I feel like if you're looking for a kicker who is reliable, you know, from 20 yards to yeah. to the to half field, there's like two of those guys. If I'm looking for a guy who has a big enough leg to do kickoffs, who can, you know, make the occasional long field goal and then just be – good enough on extra points that you're not, you know, con- continually uh, it, uh, hampering us. And then it, we'll figure out the mid range field goal stuff. I'd rather just not do it, you know? Yep. yep. That's how uh, I feel. I don't disagree. Uh, just a couple little Cowboys notes before we head out. Uh, the Cowboys had to get to 85 players uh, yesterday afternoon. They've waived Kyron Brown, Ian Bunting, a tight end uh, defense attack and Austin Fayou, I believe is how you say his name. Fayolu who played a few snaps last year. 
Yep. Ryan Nall, your fullback, and then right. Ty Freifogel, a wide receiver at Indiana who we liked a little bit as UDFA signing, but just did absolutely nothing in camp. You liked a little bit. Well, I, I liked him like a little him. bit. It's, <laughs> I didn't like him. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm i obviously in mourning over Nall. Um, but, I, 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 you know, look, I, I feel like he'll probably be back, honestly, you know. So and I, I feel bad for Ian Bunting. He was somebody that was yeah. on the practice squad all last year, suffered an injury against the Broncos in their joint practice. practice. Yeah, and it looks serious too. Like he's got a neck brace on and stuff. Yeah. So I hope he's I hope yeah. he's okay. Yeah, too bad. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Find the intellectual fantasy expert Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Lynn and I will be back tomorrow to talk about the joint practice with the Chargers. I'm sure we're going to get lots of fun news and nuggets out of that practice. So follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.